Welcome to the sixth episode of Underqualified Analysts. This is Cooper. We have Zach. Thankfully, he's back. Uh, he just had gonocephalaria or something like that. <laughs> and then we have Hunter as well. He's back with me. That uh, really got me there. <laughs> so, um, big week for all three of us. Uh, I'm really glad that all of us are back so we can all talk about this. This is the biggest week in UK football in a long time that I can remember. We have Kentucky versus Georgia. Well, I mean, let's let's take this bad boy away. Whoever wants to start, just go. I don't even care what you talk about. I'm ready for this game. I'm ready to to shut this barking down and hit him with a little meow. <laughs> It's good to see you so hyped up and ready to go for this game. It's not like it, it's the biggest game of the season or anything. Uh, <clears throat> sorry if I'm still a little hoarse. I'm still a little under the weather, but glad to be back with you, with these guys talking, uh, talking some UK sports, talking some football. I am pumped for this Georgia game, man. I think we're looking at a chance with a win. I th- I don't think the playoff talk would be out of the realm at all. I think it would be right on the money. You beat this Georgia team, you're the playoff spots in your hands. You run the rest of the table and it, it's done. It's over. Kentucky's Kentucky will be one of the four. Going back though, that is a tall task to ask of any team. That Georgia defense is scary. I'm not scared of their offense. I think our I think our run defense is going to play well. Looking at the way they play, I look for an old fashioned smash mouth, try to run it down your throat football game. I don't think it's going to last very long because I don't think the ball is going to go in the air very much. No. No, and one thing before Hunter says his little two piece here um, is. You know, you, you said it's going to be a daunting task and uh, all this, but uh, my favorite thing that I've heard from a Georgia Bulldog fan is if you want to beat the Bulldogs, you got to feel the bite. <laughs> and, and I've heard I've heard them say that so many times. And I just – I love that. And, I mean, we're going to get bit this weekend. Uh, this is going to be a tall order. So, Hunter, go ahead. Every week – I'm pretty sure every game I've started out by saying that we need to take it to them, run it down their throat, out-physical them, and, you know, establish the ground game because we're better than they are. But this week might be the first week that that saying is not true. I still think that we can establish the run game, and I still think that's a key. I think we need to try. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, he's going to have a big day. I'm already going to go ahead and call it. I think Georgia's given up like 47 rushing yards a game or something less than or right at 50 rushing yards a game. I could be wrong on that, but I think C-Rod comes out and doubles that number on Saturday. Wow. Georgia guy, they didn't give him any love. Chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Hot take, but one that I'm actually going to agree with this time. I think C-Rod – I think he's the best back in the in the SEC. 
you take his fumbles away early, and he's by far the best back in the league. Uh, the ground game, establishing it early, is going to be important against Georgia. But I do think we're going to need Wandale Robinson to go to go out and just do some Wandale Robinson things on the edge. That, to me, could be the difference in this football game. If we can get two or three explosive plays, you're talking about a game that's going to be much to my liking. I think a defensive slugfest. Mm-hmm. And and I think this game really sets up. It's got all the ingredients for an upset in this game. It's got every ingredient because how do the Georgia Bulldogs like to play? They like to play it slow, right? They're not going to throw the football down your throats. What they are going to do is they're going to run the football. They're going to take time. They want, they want plays that are, you know, 10, 15 play drives, and they're going to milk that clock, and that's what they want. But I, the key in this game, for sure, to me, is without a doubt that first quarter. Um, Georgia has just pillaged teams in the first quarter. The fourth quarter, really, they haven't done you know that great. Uh, Georgia averages almost sixteen points in the first quarter, whereas the opposing team averages less than two. So right there, there's 14 points in each one of the games. Like they, they, they were up on Arkansas. So Arkansas, you know, they start the game off. The crowd gets really loud. They they back them up. I believe it's two consecutive false starts. Um, they do. They pull a Kroger Field and you know what we did to Florida, and they they back them up. You know, ten yards behind the line against the best defense in the league, and then they three and out. Or actually, no, they get a block punt and they score on that one. Uh, and then, and then they drive the ball down the field, um, score again, score again. Twenty-one, nothing. First quarter, the game is done. So you cannot get behind this team more than one touchdown. So I think that's so imperative. And Kentucky, they really, we really have done very well. There's been one game where we haven't scored on the very first possession. Um, you know, we, we do, Liam Cohen does a really good job at executing the game plan that he's practiced throughout the week. That's just, I think that's so imperative. Uh, if we can get a three and out on defense, if we don't get the ball first, I think, I just think that's, that's so important. That first quarter, it's just huge. I'm going to throw something at you guys. The last two years, UK has failed to score a touchdown against the Bulldogs. The last two meetings we've had with them, we have failed to get in the end zone. Yeah. Do we find the end zone Saturday? Absolutely. More than once. I don't I, – I don't – okay, so so now that we're on this point, I don't think that it – I think in this game, we should not allow them to have more than 21 points. If they have 21 points, I don't think our team our, – our offense – can score more than three touchdowns. I, I mean, that's just me being completely transparent in the whole fact of the matter. Unless Georgia just truly hasn't seen the talent that they're going to see against Kentucky, which I also think that we are by far the best team that they have played, but by far they're the best team we've played. 
if so, this game gets into the twenties, I do not like our chances. No, no, I, that's what I'm saying. If it, I think, I think if we can hold them to two, maybe three touchdowns, if we can get a defensive, you know, score, I think, I think, you know, there's a chance. There, there's a chance. Um, but you know, their defense is. Uh, Mark Stoops is even saying that they're elite. So. Mark Stoops is just salivating at the, at the thought of this game, at the thought of a field position defensive juggernaut running down the throat battle. Mm-hmm. He's all for it. I agree with what you said about, uh, you know, having a strong start and also very much agree with the fact that we cannot afford to get down any more than a touchdown. But I – well, you see, Zach said that we haven't scored a touchdown on this Florida or on this Georgia team in two years. Well, so far, average this year, nobody's even scored a touchdown on them. So, it's, yeah, you know, yeah, it's pretty wild. They average five point five a game. That's stupid. Yeah, yeah we're not going to see a defense like this with anybody else on our schedule. No, and maybe not if we jumped up and played an AFC for a little while. I don't know if. We'd see <laughs> I, no, I'm for sure. I, I, you know, the AFC, you know, I know you, you're messing around, but like, Lord of mercy, they're just, they're elite. I don't know of any player on their defense that won't go in the NFL. And, and I, I think we'd be crazy not to talk about the injuries that we have going into this game. Yeah. You know, I felt really good about our, our defensive front when we started this year. And we're not going into this Athens game at full power. We've got two of our big run stoppers out. And that hurts against a very talented, very big Georgia offensive line. Yeah, that especially hurts when you when you start to when you start to look at this in a, from a analytical standpoint, right? And you go back and you watch the LSU game. Oxendine goes down, and then LSU goes into the power, power formation, right? And where do they run that ball? They run it directly to where Oxendine was, and they go at, uh, what was it, uh, Khalil Sanders, and they go at Josiah Hayes, which are two guys that haven't proved themselves yet. Now, I'm not saying that they're not tremendous talents. You can't expect Khalil Sanders to do well. He is a true freshman. They like the guy. I'm sure he's a great, going to be a great player, but you can't expect that. So, how do you guys think we're gonna we're gonna deal with that? Are we gonna have to move Josh Pascal? What do you, what what are your guys' think thoughts on that? I definitely think uh, we're gonna have to scheme to hide that weakness. There's no doubt in my mind that Kirby Smart is going to attack that side of the line early and often knowing that Oxendine is out. Mm-hmm. It's obvi- it's our obvious weak point. Uh, I think through some schemes and plugging some holes with your linebackers, I think you can avoid it being a glaring weakness, but there's no doubt that it's still going to be a weak point. Yeah. there's Like you said, there's no hiding the fact that we're going into it banged up. And, you know, Kirby Smart knows that. But when you go on the road in the SEC and play the number one team in the nation, or play any team for that matter, 
you, you can't cry about it. You got to find a way to make plays. Somebody's got to step up in a big spot, and we need them bad. Somebody's got to step up, and I think that they will. Yeah. Um, I hope man. you're right. Yes. You know, that their schematics this week are definitely going to have to be a lot more really vibrant. They have to be a lot more just prominent. Like, I, I, I just, you know, like, like Zach was saying, I was very, very, very impressed with our defense this year so far. Up to this date, I was very impressed. And, you know, I'm still impressed with our defense. I don't – I think losing Oxendine is huge. But it, it hurts worse because he had his best game yet. He he was starting to get his stride. He caused that roughing – or not roughing the passer, sorry. Um, he caused the intentional grounding that they had last week. So, he had two sacks. I mean, he, he was starting to get into his own, and he was starting to get in that groove. He was absolutely coming out of his shell and showing us the talent that he was, and he's going to be for us. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, losing one defensive lineman, you can handle. Losing two hurts. You're losing two starters. You're losing Bully McCall, who is a run stopper. He plugs two holes by himself. This is the game that we needed him. This is yes. the game we needed him. Yes, because Georgia is going to force feed the running backs and they're gonna they're gonna run the ball. But I do think that Georgia relies so much on the run. And even though last weekend their pass looked much better than it has, which concerns me. It shouldn't because Auburn's pass defense is awful. They're terrible. Seriously, they they really are. I mean, I, I like you know, all glory to Auburn. War Eagle, whatever, but their pass defense is actually bad, like really bad. Vanderbilt bad. Ah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I don't know about that. But uh, they did bad. show <laughs> they did show an ability to put some air under the ball. And that's worrisome because coming in, I thought, you know, we just we pull our linebackers up. We, we squeak our safeties up a little bit to help with the run, make them beat us. Well, I saw last weekend that they're capable of it. So now I, I don't know where you go defensively to, to kind of compensate for two SEC starting defensive linemen being out. That's exactly what I was going to bring up is the fact that um, if you all thought that we would, you know, pack the box and does that leave us vulnerable to the deep ball or to that you know passing uh, as long as jt daniels is not in the game i do not care about the deep ball i will accept the deep ball but here's what i'll say about kentucky's defense they are a bend not break they will not go against that they never will i mean the amount what do we have two 20 plus passing plays that have gone over 20 yards two three maybe I think somewhere in there yeah yeah it's it's think, really I low think lsu had one yeah now yeah now if you look at how many 10 yard ones we have probably 40 you know so we'll give up those 10 yarders but it's usually on like third and 15 so you know yeah, I, I just 
we're definitely a bend, don't break type of defense. Uh, I don't think we can stack the box, though. I do think we're still going to have to run our, our standard base defense that we've ran all year and just hope that those guys can step up and make plays on the line. Yeah. We're going to need a big game out of Josh Pascal. We're going to need a huge game out of him. Well, it's going to be tough because they're just going to run away from him. They're going to say, they're going to say, you know, Omaha, Omaha, or something like that. And that's going to mean we're going left instead of right. Well, or, yeah. Well, do you want to run at him? Um, sir, no. <laughs> You've seen me. I'm as wide as they come. He would destroy me. I wouldn't be able to walk for years. And Hunter, Hunter would never be able to walk again. If he went out in the hole, his sciatica would act up so bad that he'd have the nerve damage of a, I don't even know what. Going for the hurdle. You're going for the hurdle. Okay, you'll never have kids. Congrats. I'm going for it all. I'm Look not like gonna, a car crash victim out there. I'm not going to try to run him over, and I can't juke him, <laughs> and I can't outrun him, so I got to try to out. Got to try to hurdle him. Yeah, my vertical's I, not that good. I'd probably try to I'm try to slide. step on him. Yeah, yeah slide. slide. <laughs> slide behind the line of scrimmage <laughs> trust me coach it's for the best <laughs> um but yeah i i think i'm i'm really excited about this game and you know since since the florida uh, or yes yeah, you know florida on aka two games the turnover issue we're we're in the green on that so you know, I, I'm looking. I'm looking to the upside. You know, we we saw that our offense is capable of scoring. Now, LSU's defense, they don't stop the run. They just don't. They all year they've shown that, and you know we exploited that again. But I do. Th- you can't go unaccounted for the fact that we ran 300 yards against an SEC team, and we've done that. We've done it a lot, you know. We haven't done 300 yards, but we we have done, you know, mid 200s. I believe we're averaging somewhere in the 200s per game uh, against I'll SEC offer, competition. I'll offer one more take on it, and then I'll stop talking about Georgia. This is a game where UK has absolutely nothing to lose. Nobody expects us to win this game. Nobody expects us to even – apparently Vegas doesn't even expect us to be within 22 points. That's ridiculous. That is a ridiculous spread for two defensive teams. But Georgia has everything to lose. They just got their number one ranking. First time in years that they're going to have a na- an actual shot at a national championship that everybody's expecting them to win. I like the setup. I think we're coming into Athens at a good time. They're going to be tight. You can't come into that that position and not play tight. I agree. I, uh, I, you know, if you're, you know, on the Kentucky roster, you know exactly what the point spread is, and you know nobody's giving you any love. You know nobody's giving you a chance. And it, you know, allows you to go out there and give it all you got because you got nothing to lose. But as you said, Georgia, you know, they're staring at the national championship and probably their best football team they've ever had, you know, right in the face. And like you said, they could come out a little tight. We'll see. I mean, but it's also fair to say that when 
when you look at this game, they know that Kentucky is not, you know, the old Kentucky. They're looking at this game like they're going against Alabama. So they're not going to overlook us. We've got we've got number 11 by our name. We've got we're tied with them in the SEC rankings. They know that this is uh, you know a lot is on stake. There's college game day. There's SEC Nation, which is wild because Hunter, me and Hunter talked about this and he was like they're not going to put Georgia back at or they're not gonna have game day back at Georgia. Nah, nah, nah. And I was like, that's a pretty big game. I don't know. And guess what? They're coming down. Yeah, we're coming to Yosite. That's what They've they never, said. Never went to the same place twice in one year, I don't think. Hey, you know what? How many times Kentucky beaten Georgia at Georgia? I have no, no. idea. <laughs> yeah probably probably once i i think during the rich brooks era we did beat them one time so well it's gonna uh, happen again saturday well zach i know you haven't been a part of predictions yet but you know what you gotta hold your horses <laughs> i want to say i want to touch on what you said coop we are obviously a different team than what they've faced and kirby smart is letting his guys know that but every single person still is picking Georgia, and every single person still thinks Georgia is going to win by three tuds. So, you know, it's hard to make your entire team believe that to, to take this Kentucky team serious, even though you know they're better than they have been, but you're still a 24-point favorite in the game. Well, Kentucky, I'm just going to say this right now. Mark Stoops for sure has, has a – a running live tracker of this spread up on the wall. It's like a clock. And he's got that up on in their locker room. And he's telling them, are you guys going to prove them right? Are you going to prove them wrong? And that gives me chills just going through my body. If you saw the press conference that he had pre-Georgia, he's pissed. He's pissed. I know he saw the line. He's he he has got to be absolutely livid with this because it's just utter disrespect. He should be happy since he's came to Kentucky. He has that underdog mentality, and he looks like an underdog, you know. So this game sets up perfect for us. So I I'm I'm really excited to watch it. Um, it's gonna. I think it'll be a good game if if we can get them into the fourth quarter and make their offense win it? I don't know, boys. That line has moved six points since it's opened. And for those who don't bet, that is a lot. It opened at 27, depending on what sports book you're at. It's now at 21. So there's a lot of bettors out there that are banking on Kentucky to cover the spread because they knew that that was too, much, too many points. Yeah, and, and, and I agree. So, I uh, you know we could I know we could talk about this all day, but since we're talking about points here, we might as well just move on to Alabama versus Mississippi State. Let me give you a little bit of a little bit of information here. Okay, so we got a minus seventeen spread, Alabama versus Mississippi State. Nick Saban, in his last ten regular season losses is nine and one and he's only not covered the spread one time and that's all 
it'd be crazy to take anybody but Alabama in that situation. I feel sorry for whoever plays the Tide after a loss in the regular season. Like, that has to be the worst feeling, knowing that they just come off a huge upset last second loss to Texas A&M. They're going to be out for blood. Alabama is going to win this one going away. It's not even going to be close. Mississippi State might be lucky to score. Ding, ding. You pretty much covered it. I'm not going to go into depth about it. You don't want to face this Alabama team after a loss. You probably don't even want to look in Nick Saban's direction all week. <laughs> Alabama wins, and they could cover – they could double the spread. I mean, I think it's more – it should be more like Alabama minus 35. It's not predictions yet. <laughs> oh, well, it's so go. hostile tonight. <laughs> Alabama is winning regardless of what the predictions are. That's all I got to say about the game. All right. Yeah, we don't even have to really harp on that. So you don't even need to talk about Mississippi State in that game because oh, no. it's going to be so one-sided. It's over. I definitely didn't want to talk about them at all. Really, I mean, I just wanted to see your guys' face reactions whenever you know. But I will say this: another mm-hmm. Alabama loss would help UK's playoff chances. It ain't happening <laughs> this week. But, anyways. Um, back to the Alabama Texas A&M game, wild finish. So, uh, oh, Calzada, he is playing the Missouri Tigers, which as you guys know, their defense, and I'm talking about Missouri is awesome. They literally can't stop anyone running the ball. They've already fired their defensive coordinator. Um, you know, that Hunter could probably run for 100 yards on him. And this, I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I really believe it. I think, I think he could. I, I mean, I wouldn't, sli- if Zach probably wouldn't even slide against Missouri's defense, he'd probably actually try to get some yards. I mean, I've seen less holes in a butterfly net <laughs> in Missouri's defense. <laughs> they have proven over and over and over. Which really sucks for us because, you know, a Missouri win early in the season looked really good early. But the longer the season goes, the less impressive that victory becomes because they can't stop anybody. No. they It's going to be a shootout again. They're going to have to score a ton of points. And we know A&M's going to score a ton. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they showed it last week. Uh, Calzada, he really, he really lit them up. Uh over there in Bama, I mean, great passing rating. Um, I think he made really good decisions to tuck it and run a few times. This is a game that I that I'm interested. Whenever we get to the predictions, I don't care. Y'all can do it now. I don't. I don't care. But um, no, it ain't time yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. A and M a whole lot, Missouri a little. Yeah. Do y'all do y'all know how many points that? Missouri gives up a game on average. I'm going to take well, a guess. Yeah, I'm go ahead. 36. Zach? I was going to guess 42. 37.5. Real close, Hunter. Nice. They score They score 37.8. They barely beat North Texas. 
I mean, there. I think I think that speaks for itself. Texas A and M. I do kind of see that they they could have a letdown game. I think this is. I don't think that they're bad enough to lose to Missouri, but I do think that they've got to have some sort of letdown, man. Like they were not supposed to even be close in that game. I mean, what was Hunter? Do you know what the spread was in that game? Minus 18, 19, but Alabama actually opened at like nine and a half. So they thought, Bates thought it was going to be kind of close for some reason. It went all the way to 19 before they kicked. So obviously people play in college station. Yeah. Anytime you play in college station, I mean, that weird voodoo chant they do. Yeah. The midnight chant. Yeah, that, that's got to have some kind of effect because it, whoever goes in there can get beat on any given night. Well, it's because you have 8,555,000,000,000 uh, <laughs> daggone military members just, ah! <laughs> Hurrah! you know, like that, that's all they're doing. And yeah, if if every stadium ha- was, was able to have 100,000, it'd probably be loud. Neyland Stadium with 20,000 is loud. Because, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, me and Hunter went to a game, I think it was three years ago. Well, that was when we had, yeah. What, yeah, it, I think it was three years ago. And, oh, my gosh, like, there, there was maybe 30, 30 40,000 in there. And, Hostile environment. Yes. I, Hunter, didn't you get spit on? <laughs> there was not one thing to cheer about that game, which was good because we got wrecked. But um, yeah, we were there. Was I was in the section? I had decent seats. I had lowers, and I was in a section. You had not, terrible seats because of where you were. Kentucky, not the Kentucky section. Correct. There was not one blue shirt besides me and the person I was with in the entire section. I knew one guy who was actually sitting in the section next to me, and I was keeping my. I, we were looking at each other to make sure we didn't have to come over for backup because it was a fight about every one minute. Yeah, I mean, anytime I try to just set up to cheer, and they were saying, "Set the f- down." <laughs> they were throwing popcorn, spitting. I mean, sounds like an awesome environment to watch a football game. Meanwhile, my section was like all Kentucky fans, and it was pretty awesome. Honestly. Yeah, no, it, it it was, but I I give them the worst rating for any stadium I've been in been to other than vandy of course because they have the worst stadium ever um just because they had one jumbotron at the time that was very inconvenient gladly i was on the right side i wasn't i about broke my neck i couldn't even see the jumbotron from the lower where i was hunter can't see period hunter probably can't even see his computer screen while we're doing this i do know after the contact fiasco at the florida game I do know that when we walked into that stadium, it was like walking into like a dark parking garage or something. You couldn't even tell you're going to a football game. No. Now I think they've renovated it since then a little bit, but it was just it. I mean, you it was like water coming off the walls, no electricity. It seemed like like there was, was black mold. Uh, you know, yes. they're they're like, oh no, that you know that's that's just an accent. No, sir, that's black mold. Okay, <laughs> you guys you guys are dying right now, and they're like, well, no, man, that's what we put on our barbecue. Um, Tennessee's always been like the trashy cousin in the SEC. Yeah, and we're going to talk about them here in a second, but I cannot go over this contact story. We have – like I'm, I'm telling it. I don't even care. So, Hunter, Hunter is 
in our friend group, he's notorious for, you know, not being able to see too too good. But he, he tries and he does real he's good. Blind. He's blind. He's very blind. But it's not his fault. Anyways, so he doesn't really go to the eye doctor or anything like that. So he kind of mentions to me, I don't know how serious he was with it, but he just kind of like sprinkles it to me. He's like, Hey, you know, bring me some contacts. Cause I let him wear my glasses once. And it was like the Aladdin scene, a whole new world. And, um, and yeah, like he, he, he literally could see everything. So I was like, all right. So I remembered and we left real early. Me and Zach did. And, you know, I put them in my, my hoodie, uh, little pocket and we get there and i'm like you know happy birthday here you go and i give him two contacts well he he doesn't put them in in the car like someone who has put contacts on a lot would do in that yeah correct i was gonna say that and it's i I blame gary that works with me so you know who's not here to defend himself exactly and he's not even gonna listen to it so it doesn't even matter but he doesn't put it on in a car. He does what any logical person would do. And he puts them on outside when it's a constant 10 mile an hour wind gust. So, you know, he, 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 he tries to open his eye and I'm, I'm showing everybody like what I'm doing, but you guys can't see. So he, he like opens his eye, but like, he doesn't really open it. He like, he like opens the bottom part, but his top is like so tense and he can't relax that it, you know, he, he can't even put that contact in. So then I'm like, all right, you're clearly not capable of putting this in by yourself. So let me help you. I'm going to do it. I don't really like touching okay, eyes period. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't really like even touching my own eyes. So I didn't really, I didn't really want to do this, but I was like, whatever. I just want to go see the catwalk. So then, so then, you know, I put the first one in and it took like 10 tries. It didn't fall out or anything like that. And like it was in no, no problem. I get the second one out and I hand the contact case to our buddy, Jerry. And he does what any idiot would do. And he pours the excess solution out and keeps it in his hand. So I have the contact and I keep trying to put it on his eye, but it's too dry. And I'm like, all right, Hey, you know, give me, give me some solution. And he was like, ah, and it was all out. So I was like, okay, this is going to be impossible. So then we go back in my grandma's house and put the contact in that ended up taking probably 20, 30 minutes. Zach ended up having to go uh, take a double decker and then uh, we went to the catwalk. We went to the catwalk, and it had just ended. So there's the, there's our little story for the day. Blame Zach. <laughs> yeah, blame me. Yeah. If anybody's ever watched SpongeBob, the little cutscene that says ten years later. Yeah. Well, I, that's what my life felt like at that point. Yeah. I just kept waiting to hear the cheer of kickoff while we're standing on the sidewalk trying to get a contact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, you know, since we're on that, the topic of Tennessee, we talked about it, you know, there for a little bit. Um, Tennessee's starting to find their groove. This Ole Miss-Tennessee game is really shaping up to be a pretty daggone good game. Um, you know, they both scored just about the same exact amount. Uh, tidbit of information about Tennessee. They're the number one scoring team in the nation in the first quarter. 
uh, believe they score like 16.2 points a game on average. So, um, but Ole Miss does a pretty good job of starting the game off pretty strong. Uh, Ole Miss, as everybody knows, they absolutely throw the rock. They run the rock. They, they've got the best offensive coordinator probably in America as their head coach. You know, they, this is going to be a gunslinger of a matchup and I'm excited to watch that game. I know Zach is probably Xing this one off of his arsenal of, of watched games, but it's definitely one I'm looking forward to. So Zach, take it away with uh, your hatred. I hope Old Miss wins by a million. I despise Tennessee and everything Tennessee stands for. Uh, I think for years, Tennessee has now been irrelevant as a football team, yet they still hold – their fan base still holds on like they're national champions every year. They feel so great about beating up on a Missouri team that would give up 400 yards to a good high school program. And now I guess they feel validated by that. I can't wait till they actually play Ole Miss and get to – I get to watch Ole Miss – just throttle them. I, I'm kind of leaning towards that direction myself. I will say this, good teams win and great teams cover. Tennessee has covered in their last two, while Old Miss has failed to cover in their last two. The mere – Zach hearing this, he might vomit. Uh, do you know what the over-under is for this game? 84. Yeah. I don't think that's enough. That I don't know that I've seen one that high. The Red River, I mean, the Red River shootout was 20 points less than that. I remember only one time ever that it was higher, and it was when Colton had a 17-team parlay. And the only thing that he – the only thing that this man was, was, was going to need was Oklahoma and Houston to score less than 85. And it scored 87 because instead of kneeing the ball, they decided to run their freshman run back up the middle, and he scored like a 45-yard touchdown. All I had to do was take a knee. I remember it. I was riding the train with him, and yeah. Well, um, yeah, so this game, I, I, you know, this is going to be super, super, super high octane uh, offense. You know, they both honestly allow a lot of yardage. Obviously, Ole Miss has a lot more. Ole Miss also averages almost 100 yards more per game. So, this is going to be a good game. I, I, I really think that this one is going to be pretty daggone close. Unfortunately, Tennessee is – they're really looking good in their last few games. I hate even saying that. But they, they're really looking good and – you know, I'm 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 excited to watch this game. Also, hopefully Tennessee loses this game, and I actually Zach, I don't even want them. I, I I want them to have hope the whole game, and then very last second they get a just absolute backbreaker, and Lane Kiffin throws his arms up before the ball even leaves his hands, and Not they me. get they get crushed on a striped field. Or the the uh, checkered checkered stadium, which that's what they're doing. That's their uh, 
the fans are wearing white and you know puke vomit yellow it'll be loud it's going to be very loud this is their first sellout in a really long time they're sold out yeah they're sold out that is wild i don't want that because they'll hold on to that as oh look how good we are Ole miss barely beat us i want the over and under to get covered and tennessee still score zero can you imagine imagine what it's going to sound like in there coop i mean when cooper and i went you know there was like Forty thousand. It was Rocky Top. Oh my gosh! Would they play Rocky Top? If you've never, if you, if you've never been to Neyland Stadium, I don't care if you hear it on the TV screen. Does not matter. They play that mf for forty five thousand six hundred and twenty two times in one quarter, in one quarter. And, and like the first, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I was even singing it at first. I was Whenever like we down fifty three to nothing. I was singing it too. Yeah, I was singing it. Because honestly, it's a catchy song. The only thing I like about Tennessee is is their it's their little chant. I don't even know if you it's not a fight song. It's just a chant. We're no longer friends. That's fine with me. We it's never over. were to begin with. I just invited you on here just for kicks and giggles. Anybody that'll sing Rocky Rocky Top as a UK fan, you should be disgraced. You cannot tell me it's you not catchy. You, you, should, you should be you. embarrassed. You cannot you tell been me popping corn thrown at you. Rocky yeah. Top is in it's banned from my house. Good thing it, I never will sing it in your house. I never will. I promise you I won't. But the only reason I wear orange is to deer hunt on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. Just so you don't get shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of getting shot, let's talk about them OSU Cowboys. They are playing the Texas Longhorns and you know, this is shaping up to be another basically Red River shootout. You know, it's going to be high offense. Texas, I don't think, can stop anybody. We talk about bad defenses all the time on here. And this is just another one to the arsenal. But guess what? Oklahoma State is just as bad. So, you know, it, I still think this is going to be a good game. Um, you know, Texas, I don't – I think Steve Sarkeesian, he gets them on the right track. And uh, I, this is – I think I think we're good to do our first pr- prediction here because I want to end on UK, um, UK, UK prediction. So, um, you know, the, there's – the spread on this game is – was it four and a half? Four. Four and a half. This is at Texas – this is a big game. I think the crowd really makes a difference. I think Texas is going to win by multiple touchdowns, two touchdowns. Um, it's going to be, like I said, a high, high offense. Um, they've got the over-under at 60. I think that gets accomplished probably midway through the third quarter. This is, this is going to be, a, you know, maybe a playoff implication game if Oklahoma State can get the win. But I don't think they will. I think Texas, they won't disappoint, and they win this game. Yeah, I'm going to take Texas, too. I know their defense is just atrocious, but the last couple games I've watched them, they've actually looked like a pretty good football team on the offensive side. I'm going to take Texas 38 Oklahoma State, 24. 
you can give me Oklahoma State as the underdog. I like them. They beat a very competitive Baylor team. They've covered their last three games. Texas has beaten them in the last two games, but I don't think that Texas is going to score 60, 50, 60 points in this game. I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring than that. You can give me Oklahoma State plus four. They don't need the points, though, but I'll take them anyway. Oklahoma State plus four. There you go. Life's too short to bet the plus, bet the minus. I wanted to be different, so. uh, I respect it. Yeah, I like Oklahoma State in this one. As an underdog, I really do. Six and O team that against a four and two team, and you're getting a few points. I like them. Yeah. Well, next game, uh, we talk about the Puke Tennessee Volunteers and Ole Miss. Uh, this uh, this is the toughest game in my opinion to pick, just because I think both of these teams are very evenly matched up, and I think that. Lane Kiffin has some sort of resentment to Tennessee for, you know, dropping him. Or they didn't drop him, actually. He went to the Raiders after that, didn't he? Yeah. Oh. Well, anyways, I think – Might want to go back now. They got a coaching opportunity, I heard. <laughs> really? Oh, that's weird. I heard Gruden was a really good guy, and he treated all his players really nicely. Especially in emails. Just kidding. Um, so, you know, this the spreads uh, two and a half points. Um, I, I I don't see much benefit in that. Um, so I would probably, if it was me betting this game, I would take Mississippi money line for sure. And honestly, I may even flirt with that over, like that. I mean, that's crazy. It's an eighty-four over, but. I just – I don't see how they're not going to score 45 apiece. You actually took my number. I'm going to go 42-45. Ole Miss wins. They, they hit the over, but Ole Miss covers. Yeehaw. I see – Away, they're not going to score 45 points because Ole Miss is going to score 63 points. They are going to throttle Tennessee. This game will not be close. Neyland Stadium will get their hearts broken. This game's not going to be close. Well, Ole Miss to cover. There you go. That makes me so happy. I hope uh, your prediction comes true. I hope mine's dead wrong. I hope mine's I hope dead wrong, good. too. I, I really do. <laughs> I, I hate Tennessee. I really do, but I just I, – I think they're pretty evenly matched up, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. I can see it being a high-scoring game and, you know, some, somewhat close in the beginning, but I think that Ole Miss is two or three touchdowns better than this Tennessee team. Okay. We appreciate opinions here. Doesn't Who's mean, next? Doesn't mean they're always that good, though. Uh, <laughs> unless it's uh, me. Yeah, unless it's you, because apparently your opinions are great. Because Texas A&M is going to come from the absolute dirt and win the SEC West. So whatever. Um. So Texas A&M and Missouri. I like Texas A&M here. Um. I'm gonna go minus nine and a half spread. So I'll go. I'll I'll go. I think Tennessee or Texas A and M. Texas A and M thirty five, Missouri 
14. Take your time. Uh, I like your 35 on Texas A&M, but I do think Missouri is going to score a little more than that. I'm going to give them – I'm going to give them 28. 28-35, A&M, coast to a victory. But doesn't cover. That's yes, what he says. yes. No does not cover. You know how many times this Missouri team has covered this year? None. Not one time. Zero. Not one time. They're due. Good teams win, great teams cover, and Texas A&M will win. And they – I think Texas A&M wins money line, but I think you can give me the under in this game. It's 60. Give me the under. That's a good bet. Uh, I like that bet also. Um, next game we have is Bama and Mississippi State. The spread is 17. Not enough. Literally not enough. I, I don't think – you couldn't really put a number out there. Maybe 42. Minus 42, I'd be, like, a little bit worried about. But give me Bama minus 17 all day. Thraxon for a waxing. Nick Saban signed a deal with the devil. This man is not going to make this game close. I am sorry, the Pirate. You are going down. You will go down hard, and it will not be pretty. This is not going to be a pretty game at all. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall at Alabama's practice all week. I wouldn't have been. Just to see the intensity that that man coached with all week. His team came out flat against Texas A&M. There's no question about it. They came out flat. They looked like they didn't want to be there. They are going to absolutely throttle Mississippi State. 17 points is not enough. Give me Alabama all day, every day. I'm going to ask you guys, why do you think this spread has gone down? It opened at 20 and a half. It's now at 17. I just don't understand what people are seeing in Mississippi State. But, I think people are just buying the hype on a week Alabama. Yeah. But with my prediction, I'm going to go ahead and say – that in the last three years against Alabama, you can give me miss. You can give me Alabama minus thirty-five. They're going to win this game forty-two to three. Forty-two to three. You you think they're going to score? Three. Yeah. The Citadel scored three on Alabama two years ago. They were three. Uh, if they score three, Nick Saban may lose his mind. It's forty-two to three, Alabama. 42-3. That's, that's a lot. Uh, all right. So, last game, college game day. Um, Kentucky, Georgia. I don't want to go first on this one. I just don't. Um, so, I'm going to kick it to my boy, Jerry, because I brought him in as a celeb pick. We're bringing it in college game day style. Jared Angel, he is on. He is on the podcast. Jared Angel, take it away. Kentucky, Georgia, who you got? Listen, listen here, fellas. Oh, hold on, listen, hold on, listen. hold on. Coop, I think you should give him – I think you should give everybody his resume to show why he's qualified for the show. Because Jared Angel, that's his name, he has won one bet the entire year. One. He is one for 345 
he is ready. He is ready to give you the lock, the absolute lock of the century. This is the game. Listen, listen here, fellas. All right, I'm so hyped up. I'm already starting to party in the bluegrass. I'm walking around. I cannot even contain my excitement. We're going to go into Athens, Athens, Georgia, and we're going to hand it to them. I tell you what, fellas, if you don't got Kentucky winning this game, you are wrong. I have Kentucky winning by 14 dogs. Listen here. We're going to go in and shock the dogs. Take my money. I got my rent on it. I'm believing it. We're going to win this game. Saturday is our day. This is a new era of Kentucky football. Woo! Let's go. C-A-C-S. What's the score? Final score. We got to have it. Yeah. Final score. Actually, I'm changing my prediction. It's going to be – no, 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 no. We're going to spank them 14 to nothing. 14 to nothing. Whoa. They're not even get a point Whoa. on the board. Okay. The D right there, baby. D. Oh, Big no. arms. Let's go, fellas. Hey, that that right there, that's the mullet talking, son. That thing is flowing <laughs> all the way back to hey, his rear. I got, I got Cash Daniels on my side. I can feel him flowing through my veins. <laughs> They're going to win. C-A-T-S. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. That celebrity pick. Number one worked out to our advantage. Great, great, great. Thank you, Jared, for coming on, man. He's at work. He made time for us. He's he's in space, actually. He he's 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 working for NASA. He's got space in the background, buddy. He's got he's got the mullet flowing. This is this is prime time pickings right here. Lee Corso, Ooh. we don't need you. We got Jared <laughs> Angel. <laughs> All right, fellas. See you later. All right, I gotta get right. back to work. Hey, thank, thanks for coming on, man. Yep. Bye. Wow. Talk it about energy. Hey, I can't see. I, I had to let him go first because he was setting the tone. I had to have somebody come on here to get me more juiced about this game. I am so excited. I cannot even contain myself. Okay. Jared's mullet that he was flipping in the background, y'all didn't get to see it, but we did. It just gets me even more excited. That Kentucky waterfall looking beautiful. Congratulations, Jared. Looking good. <sighs> wow. Okay. Kentucky, Georgia. This one has been running through my mind all week. And I can't even believe I'm about to do this. I am going to ruin this energy. <sighs> but... I don't think Kentucky wins this game. I just I, – I can't I can't make myself do it. Just kidding. Kentucky by 10. We're going to win 21-10. We're stomping these Bulldogs, and we're going to shut up between the hedges. We're bringing it to them. Bringing it to them. 21-10. Mark it down. Kentucky money line plus 1,000. I, I don't want them 22 points. I don't want them 21 points. I don't want them 28 points. Screw all them points. Give me Kentucky money line. I want it. Man, bold picks. I'm going to go out on limb. I'm going to say 24-21. And I know earlier I said if this game gets into the 20s, I don't think it ends well for Kentucky. But that's not my pick. 24-21, we win on Ruffalo's leg with a 38-yarder. Man. <laughs> no, we're not all about to pick Kentucky. Shut, shut up. 
No, don't he's you. not about to pick Kentucky. Don't well, you. Right. Listen, we are we are called the under the unqualified analyst. We There's haven't been lot. wrong on a pick, okay? We haven't been wrong yet. There's a lot of Kentucky fans out there this week with the with the mindset that we're happy to be six and zero. We're glad to be six and zero. We're just going in here to have some fun, and I'm here to quote one of the best wrestlers of all time, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. If you have that attitude. You can take it and shove it up your candy ass. All right. We ain't about to just be happy with being six and oh, that ain't good enough. And we need all of BBN to believe that we can win this game because we're going to win this game 27 to 24, Kentucky. Wow. Now, I knew we were Kentucky faithfuls, but wow. I'm shocked. With that being said, Max play free on the pod. Kentucky plus 24. I th- well, now I think it's moved a little bit. If it's over 21 and a half, take it. Kentucky plus 21 and a half, plus 22 and a half, whatever. I got it at 24. I'm very happy with that. But Kentucky plus, take it. It's a lock. All right. You heard it here. But I know you all don't care about any of this segment because we're not to the best part of the segment, which is what? we're about to get into, which is the dog of the week. I barked by myself. Nice. It's because we don't bark this week. I'm taking that back. We meow because Kentucky's going to take the bark out of the dogs. Meow. I like it. I already gave one underdog of the week this week. That was the Arizona Cardinals over the Cleveland Browns. But if you want an underdog in college, go ahead and – I mean, I usually give the pick outright to win. And if you want to take a team outright to win, I think you can take Oklahoma State over Texas. But if you want a team to cover, go ahead and give me Kentucky to cover this week. My official dog of the week is Arizona over Cleveland. But if you want me to give me – if you want me to give you a team that's going to cover this weekend, give me Kentucky plus anywhere over 21 and a half. Take that number. Any less than that, don't take it. There you go. Well, guys, I had really fun. I had a lot of fun on this episode. Uh, We went over a lot of stuff, and hopefully all of our listeners like it as well. If you don't, tell us what we need to fix. But just tell Hunter because he's the only one who does a bad job on this podcast. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) He's as bad at this podcast as he is putting contacts in. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, he's not. No, no, sir. (laughs) Well, that does it for the underqualified analysts. Uh, You all have a wonderful rest of your day, and we will be back with another episode on Monday or Tuesday. Peace. Everybody's got to believe. Go Cats.